Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball world? Well, I know we're still in a state of shock. We're still in a state of shock, people. And you know, it probably won't be the same for the rest of the season. But I tell you what, you know one thing about Kobe Bryant, he was about work, work, work. And so here at All Things Basketball Podcast, we're going to be about work, work, work. And so we're getting ready to get started in episode with episode 92, people. We're getting ready to get started with episode 92. And the name of episode 92 is Aftermath. The name of episode 92, people, Aftermath. And hey, you know, we're going to go back to the regular format today. But guess what? We're going to touch a little bit on what happened this past week, and we're going to touch a little bit on it. We, You know, we can't just completely shut it down, but we're going to do all of the things that we continue to do here at All Things Basketball Podcast, which is Transcend Up, Episode 92, Aftermath. But before we get into Episode 92, you know what we got to do, people. We got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, out of that L.A. building... The L.A. Lakers, as well as the L.A. Clippers, made a conscious effort to cancel the game the other night. And, and you know, I think it was the right move. Commissioner Adam Silver was involved. Uh, the Laker brass, as well as the Clipper brass, everybody was in unison about canceling the game. The L.A. Lakers against the L.A. Clippers. Now, I'll tell you what, it's a very, very big game. Both teams are very, very successful. But, hey. Both teams are in mourning right now, all right? Both teams are in mourning, lost a big, big chunk, like I said in my last podcast, a big, big chunk of basketball was lost Sunday morning, a great big chunk. And so people are still in mourning. They're still trying to get their wits about themselves, and a lot of people don't even want to play basketball, and they still don't want to play basketball. I tell you what, the NBA is still going on, but you can tell that there's a real big black cloud over the league right now. And so, you know, uh, the L.A. situation, both teams decided not to play. And I agree with that. I mean, right now, uh, it probably wasn't the time for both those teams to play one another. It's a big, big game. And right now, it's a big, big rivalry. And so, you know, they decided to postpone the game. All right. And, um, you know, the Staples Center is being used for so many other things right now in the morning process. And so, uh, you know, it was a perfect time to just say, hey, we're going to cancel this game for right now. And we're going to revisit this game a little bit later on. And so that's what's going on in that L.A. Laker building, L.A. Clipper building, because, you know, they share the Staples Center. And both teams, both organizations, as well as the commissioner's office, decided to postpone this big, big game. And so I think kudos to the NBA, kudos to Commissioner Adam Silver for making the right decision, as well as the Bus family, you know, and, and, you know, as well as 
the Clipper organization, Jerry West and the, uh, the ownership of the Clippers. It was a great, great move. Uh, I think it's time to just be quiet and be still for a couple of days, and they'll, re- they'll revisit this situation. They have to play the game. So they'll revisit this situation somewhere down the line. But guess what? That was the decision that both organizations made. John Morant, man. John Morant hit the garden floor last night, man. John Morant is real, people. He's real. And right now, hands down, I think he's the rookie of the year. Now, Zion came out real strong, man. Zion came out a little stronger than uh, I thought he would. But, man, let me tell you something. John Moran has such a lead, man, on, on, on Zion and all of the rookies right now. I think the closest rookie that you could talk about in that rookie conversation, rookie of the year conversation, I mean, is R.J. Barrett. And right now he's injured. So, I mean, John Morant is hands down right now. If the season was to stop, John Morant would be your rookie of the year, man. John Morant is a phenomenal ball player. And he came to the garden last night and put on a show, baby. 20 points, 8 assists, did his thing, 4 rebounds, did his thing on the garden floor, man. And put a little hot sauce and pepper. You know what I mean by when I say that, style to the game. He's got a lot of pizzazz, man, and he's a showman. John Moran is a phenomenal ball player, and he touched the garden floor for the first time of many times, God willing. But John Moran did his thing last night, and if you didn't watch it, hey, you can go to the NBA TV and see the, the clips and the, and the replays and things of that nature, uh, you know, the highlights, might I add, but, uh, you know, this is his first time on the garden floor, and he really showed out. John Morant, Rookie of the Year. Well, tap in, people. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like. Download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. Victor Oladipo. I talked about this young man a couple of podcasts ago. Well, his return was last night, and Victor Oladipo did not disappoint. Splashing the deciding shot, the three-pointer from the half, from the, half, from the um, hash mark. He really did his thing, man. Victor Oladipo. Now, I thought, you know, he was on a time restriction. He didn't play much, but he played enough to make a deciding shot in the game, man. I mean, Victor Oladipo is a phenomenal player, and I think he was the missing piece to the Indiana Pacers puzzle. Now the Pacers become extremely dangerous. They become extremely dangerous in the Eastern Conference because Victor Oladipo is going to do nothing but get better and better, and better. And I'll tell you what, he's been out for way more than a year. I would say a year and four months. Well, you know, when you get, when you, when you have that ACL issue, guess what? Some players come back eight months, some players come back a year, and some players never come back. And so you really got to commend Victor Oladipo and his rehabilitation process. He really, really worked hard to get back on that basketball court. Uh, you know, and play the game that he loves. And so last night, 
was his return. And I mean, the whole place in Indiana was packed. Signs, pit photos being taken. Victor Oladipo really performed at a high, high level. His first game out, I thought it would be a little bit slower, but man, he jumped out there like he never missed a game. He really was performing at a high, high level. And so Victor Oladipo made his return to the NBA last night. And after he hit the shot and they started talking to him about that deciding three-pointer, the first thing Victor Oladipo said in tears was, Mamba mentality, man. Mamba mentality. And he was in tears when he said it. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful tribute to Kobe Bryant. And it was a beautiful tribute to the NBA because now Victor Oladipo and the Indiana Pacers become a threat in the Eastern Conference. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing, man. Tell you that. Marcus Morris, man. New York Knicks. Shining, man. He's a phenomenal player. Right now, we're starting to see Marquise Morris Sr. do his thing. One of the things that's happening now, he's always been a reserve. He was a reserve in Phoenix. He was a reserve in Boston. But right now, the Knicks are giving him the green light, and he's really showing his offense's prowess right now, as well as defense. He's always been an excellent defender, but right now he's showing that he can really score buckets, man. He's really doing his thing on the offensive end. And I tell you what, he won't make the all-star team, but I would really mention him as far as being a reserve. I would. I don't think he will because of fanfare, but, I mean, he's got the numbers. He's got the numbers, people. But I don't think he'll make the all-star team, but he's having a phenomenal season. And I think the Knicks should keep him. I know the trade deadline is coming up. And a lot of teams are, are being to try to get Marquise Morris' senior uh, 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 services. Listen, Knicks, keep promising the building. We got the young guys, Kevin Knox, you know, Mitchell Robinson, all right, Frank Nicolina, okay? But we need a little bit veteran leadership. And Marquise Morris is the guy that will do that for us. He's the guy, and he's performing extremely well. He's performing extremely well amidst, you know, the Knicks not playing well. And so Marquise Morris is really shining right now. And so we got to give him his kudos, man. He's doing his thing. And like I said, I believe he should be uh, at least mentioned as a reserve. But again, I don't believe that'll happen because it also takes a certain amount of fanfare to even be mentioned for a reserve on the All-Star team. All right. Tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, i tell you what. We are going to switch it up a little bit. Most of our AAU profiles are still with us. They are still living, breathing, and performing at a high, high level. But my AAU profile for this show is no longer with us. And her name is Gianna Bryant. 
Her name is Gianna Bryant, and we're going to give her her roses right now with the AAU profile because she was a phenomenal AAU player, daughter of Kobe Bean Bryant, phenomenal player, man, excellent player, all right? So we're going to give her her flowers right here, right now for the AAU profile. Alright, and I know you want to hear it, so here it goes. We got that AAU profile, baby. That AAU profile. Well, coming out of Chatworth, California, we've got Gianna Bryant. Gianna GG Bryant. Wonderful player, man. Wonderful player. Wonderful skills and ability. Alright, she would have been in the class of 2024, all right? 4'7", guard, and her AAU outfit, the Mamba Academy. Her AAU outfit, the Mamba Academy. She also attends Sierra Canyon High School. She attends Sierra Canyon High School. And, of course, you know a lot of the players' uh, children attend Sierra Canyon but uh, Gianna Bryant also attended Sierra So it was a wonderful, wonderful situation. And I tell you what, she's an excellent player, man. And she's our AAU profile for this show. She's our AAU profile for this show. And, you know, she's no longer with us. As you know, she perished with her father, Kobe Bryant. But guess what? We got to give her her flowers right now. We really have to give her her flowers right now. And, you know, that's what we're doing here at All Things Basketball Podcast. And, again, her AAU outfit, Mamba Academy, and she was going to be on her way, which, which the University of Connecticut left a seat open for her she definitely was going to go to UConn, and that's where she would have went. Well, that was a little sad situation, so we're going to get right back to the rest of the podcast. We're going to get right back to the rest of the podcast. We're going to keep it on the women because the WNBA has started the process of restructuring all of the old contracts and bringing in the new contracts due to the collective bargaining agreement. You have to restructure everybody's contract in the WNBA. And so the process has started uh, very early due to the fact, you know, the WNBA starts in the beginning of May. I, um, you know, and so it's a wonderful thing for the WNBA, a beautiful thing for the WNBA that it just started. And, you know, they're going to have to restructure Every contract, every contract, as well as coaches' contracts and trainer contracts, they're going to have to restructure all of that. It's going to be, you know, a tedious process, but guess what, all right? The collective bargaining agreement is a tedious process. And, of course, you know the great commissioner, Kathy Engelberg, second year on the job, she's ready. She's up for the task. i tell you what. Phenomenal uh, uh, commissioner in only two seasons, man. She's really made strides, and she's doing her darn thing. 
as far as the commissioner, you know. And Cheney and Kumike, the players are our president, is right there by our side, making sure that the restructuring of all of the WNBA uh, uh, contracts are going well. And so that's what's happening in the WNBA. They've started the process of restructuring every single contract in the WNBA. And it's a beautiful day and a beautiful situation for the WNBA. Once again, baby, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. I tell you what. We got the aftermath, man, and I and you know, like I said, we're only going to touch on it for a little while. We're not going to touch on it a lot because we did do the tribute to Kobe Bean Bryant our last episode. We're going to touch on it just a little bit. We're going to touch on it just a little bit, all right? And so, you know, I think, uh, like I said, it's a big, big chunk a big, big blow and a black cloud over basketball. But it's, it's, it's more than that if you're involved in basketball. And I can even go on down the line. I could even say, even if you play pickup basketball, it's more than that. Even if you play just AAU, it's more than that. High school, college, the NBA, of course. And then again, the coaches, the several trainers, the doctors, anybody that's actually touched the NBA or touched any of these uh, uh, programs or leagues, it becomes a little bit more different than if you were just an avid fan. And what I mean by avid fan is when I ask someone, well, do you like the NBA? And they say, yes, I like it. I really like it. Well, why do you like the NBA? Because it's a lot of action. That means you're just an avid fan. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you were to ask Coach Luke, what do I like about the NBA? I would probably be, and not probably, I know I will be a whole lot more in-depth. Even if you play pickup ball, you would be a little bit more in-depth. You would talk about players that you enjoy watching. You would talk about the ins and outs, who's, who gets more rebounds, who scores more, who's more exciting. And so there's a difference between people who have involved their life and involved themselves in the game of basketball and then the avid, avid fan. But I tell you what, it doesn't matter what you did as far as basketball. This hurts. Why? Because it goes beyond basketball. Kobe Bryant was an ambassador for help. And so it goes beyond the game of basketball. And so we're still in the aftermath process of what happened early Sunday morning. We're definitely still in the aftermath process of what happened early Sunday morning. And so that's what's going on uh, in the building as far as having the aftermath. And I tell you what, it's hard for my staff right now. 
I have to pick up some of my staff from time to time. Heck, I have to pick myself up to continue. Why? Because this situation really, really hurts people. This situation really, really hurts. And so let's get back to the, to the, to the podcast. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it going. All right. You know, hey, I can't believe that the Houston Rockets are entertaining trading Russell Westbrook. I can't believe it. Well, we, as we know, you know, one thing's for sure. Uh, the only person that's untouchable in that Houston building is the beard, James Harden. And so I can't believe it, but hey, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. Towards the trade deadline, Daryl Morey is actually listening to trades as far as Russell Westbrook. That's surprising to me. I mean, everything that you gave up to get this man in the building. And I think if they were winning a little bit more, he wouldn't even entertain thoughts of trading Russell Westbrook in his first season in Houston. Now, will I, do I think it'll happen? No, I don't. I don't think it will happen. But I do believe he is listening and entertaining conversation with other general managers around the league. Maybe Russell Westbrook's name is coming up, popping up, and that's why it's on my desk right now. But I don't think Daryl Morey, after giving all that he gave to the OKC Thunder, is thinking about now turning around and trading Russell Westbrook. Though, there have been uh, stranger things that have happened in the NBA. I'm just mentioning it because I'm so, so surprised that this is even a conversation. I'm surprised that this is even a conversation that they're, they're thinking about trading Russell Westbrook right now. It's a thought. I can't believe it. I really can't believe it, people. But like I said, when it comes to the NBA, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have really happened. And so that's what's going on out there. Houston building. They have actually been listening to uh, trade overtures uh, involving one Russell Westbrook. Now, you got to remember one thing, man. Elena Deladon, MVP, WNBA Championship, WNBA Champion MVP. Elena Deladon just had back surgery. And the Washington Mystics are not clear. They haven't been able to get in touch with her representation, so the Washington Mystics are stating they're not clear when Elena Deladon will be back on the basketball court. They're not clear. Well, I do know one thing. Back surgery is serious, man. And, and you don't come back from that in six months. And so I don't believe she'll be there for the start of training camp. Will she come back in the middle of the season? WNBA All-Star break, possibly. But she could possibly miss the whole season. Again, these type of situations depend on the person. Depend on how fast she heals, how well her rehabilitation goes, and things of that nature. And so Elena Deladon 
the WNBA League MVP and the championship WNBA championship MVP has had back surgery as of yesterday and the Washington Mystic are stating they haven't been in touch with her and they do not know when she'll be on the basketball floor for the WNBA season. And I guess the Mystic are a little alarmed about that after winning the championship. And hey, if I didn't know my best player uh, whereabouts or actually didn't know whether she would be on the floor for the beginning of the training camp, that would bother me also. And so that's what's coming out of that Washington Mystic building. Elena Deladon, WNBA MVP, just had back surgery yesterday, and it's unclear when she'll be able to play basketball. Well, people, it's been a ball. It's been wonderful. I'd like to thank everybody that downloads, shares, likes. I'd like to thank everybody that hit us up on Instagram. I'd like to thank everybody that hit us up on Facebook. I mean, I'll see you Monday, 7 p.m. sharp. It's been a wonderful show. And i just like to tell everybody on my staff, I love them. I love you. I love you, man. And, and, and keep on striving. Keep your head up. We got a lot of big things to do this year. We got to get back to normal around here. All right? And it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. All right? But back to my audience. I'll see you Monday, 7 p.m. sharp. Good night. God bless.